0: Welcome back into another episode of Quick Hits. My name is Blake Pace. It is Tuesday, December 10th. Week 14 of the NFL season is in the books. We have just three weeks of the regular season left, which breaks my heart, and I'm sure it breaks all of yours as well, too. Um, We are getting to that point where we start to think about what we did on Sundays when football wasn't around we've still got you know given we still got 7 Sundays left i believe with football still to be played so not the worst case scenario we still got a lot of time left so enjoy it while we can and then we'll uh we'll move forward into the off season draft talk things like that and get started for a new decade of football but We're not here to talk about all of that. We are here to talk about week 13, specifically in the NFL season. Um, Game by game recaps. This is our Tuesday episode. I was planning on coming out here Monday, and I actually am dealing with and still causing me quite some pain, but not as much. Yesterday, I've got food poisoning. Um, Ate some dirty, dirty Chinese food uh, almost a week ago, and uh, just uh, dealing with some awful stomach pain since then, um, not that I couldn't have done the, uh, the podcast for Monday, um, but when it got to it and getting ready for the work week, uh, trying to record on a Sunday, uh, valuing getting better, getting a good night's sleep because I had to be up early for work, uh, just decided to push things off until Tuesday, um, so normal Tuesday, as always, we're going to go game by game, uh, quick, quick touch, quick impressions on each game. Uh, we're at the point now where we're loading up on 16 games a week, so we'll make sure to hit el- <clears throat> Excuse me, every single game, let you know what went down, my impressions of it, where teams are standing, where they're moving forward, and uh, maybe some bigger storylines as well too to come out from the games as well. So let's just roll right into it. Let's go off to a Thursday night football matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears with the Bears winning, moving to 7-6, and 31-24 over the Cowboys, who are still leading the division, falling to 6-7. and seven. Um, Just an awful look for the Cowboys to not be able to pull through against a team that really has failed to uh, impress in many areas all season quarterback head coach offensive line defense took a step back Um, now the cowboys did stat pad and put on 17 fourth quarter points to make it a one possession game but it was far from that through the first 45 minutes so a very disappointing game from the cowboys and what really is unfortunate to me is that and and i'm not going to say that i would much rather watch the bears in the playoffs or anything like that but the fact that the cowboys are going to win this division and they are going to go into the playoffs host a home field game, and there's going to be a mix of the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Rams, uh, that unfortunately do not get to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, Those are the three teams right now that I think still have the chance of getting in there. Of course, LA has a little bit of work to do um, in terms of knocking out Seattle or uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, of course, being the most likely uh, to fall out, but it's a shame that one of those three teams, three teams that have been playing at a very high level, um, Rams more so as of recent but um, it's a shame that one of those teams is gonna end up missing the playoffs because the Cowboys make it um, just an awful division, an awful team leading it. And so um, a lot of problems with Dallas. Gonna gonna move on from Jason Garrett after this year, but we'll talk about that in the offseason when it happens. Now for the Bears, look, don't don't buy much into Mitch Trubisky. I get it, he looked good. 23 of 31, 244, three touchdowns, put 63 yards and a score on the ground too good game but the dallas defense has not been what we thought it was they played some light opponents early on in the season um and really just uh really made everyone think there were a lot more weeks one through six because of their quality of schedule than we come to find out uh, they can't beat teams with winning records or even in this uh, scenario teams with 500 records at the time um still not impressed with the bears i think they'd still be smart to move on from the quarterback position after this season uh but both of these teams you know Shout out to the Bears for getting back to this point, getting to 7-6 after such a horrible start. Uh, Good testament to good coaching. I do like Matt Nagy. I haven't thought he's been as great as he was last year, but uh, this is more testament to him figuring things out as he can, um, despite having problems with the offensive line and his quarterback play. Uh, But for the Bears, still a bad team. Right now above 500. I don't see them making the playoffs or making that final push. And for the Cowboys... Uh, another deflating loss, one where Dak still did well, um, but at the end of the day, it's it's a shame that they're going to make the playoffs over one of the Rams, uh, Vikings, and Seahawks. Let's move to Sunday, and let's just get this one out of the way, too, because I'm not going to want to talk about it for too long. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers improving to 6-7 and seven with a 38-35 win over the Indianapolis Colts, who also fall to 6-7. and seven. Um... A lot of things happen in this game. Colts start off hot. Uh, and then of course they walk into halftime. What up? 27-21. Failed to do anything in the second half. Just eight total points. Uh, Tampa Bay scores 17 in there. Um, it was a game that Jameis Winston gave the Colts. Turned the ball over multiple times. Now he did throw for a lot of passing yards. He did score. Um, but uh really gave gave the Colts a lot of chances um, to win, to win this game. And, and I'm surprised the Colts weren't able to pull it out. Uh, we saw Jacoby Brissett answer his biggest criticism all season about throwing the ball down the field, and he was more aggressive, but the timing was off. He was under-throwing guys, and I still stick with it. Jacoby Brissett is not the guy moving forward for the Indianapolis Colts. I just don't see it. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with drafting quarterback this year, letting Jacoby play out the final year of his uh, current contract. If he wants to stay as a backup, great. If he wants to go and try it somewhere else, great. Um, I'm in the mindset he's not the franchise guy, uh, and this game was also just a mess you know, defensively, where they had been so good this year, number five against the run, I believe at the time, number twelve against the pass. Uh, disappointed, but you know, James Winston is kind of like that. He'll you'll get your few opportunities with him, but he'll also uh, he'll also move the ball up and down. And for Tampa, good offense, good run defense. They did a good job stopping the Colts. Um, but these are still two bad teams now, Colts. We can. I, I said it last week. We we could start focusing on draft season. Now we can definitely say it's draft season. Uh, this is a seven and nine team or six and nine team at best. Um, and especially the way the schedule plays out, playing the Saints, playing the Panthers, um, maybe finishing out with the Jags. Uh, playoff hopes are uh, few and far between. I don't see it happening for the Bucks. Um, both of these teams, really, I two teams that I'm excited for next season to see to see where things are at. Uh, both. Needing a change of quarterback, too, which is interesting enough. Buccaneers take it 38-35. Moving on to an NFC South rematch um, from, I guess, oh, maybe a month, five weeks ago. Right when the Falcons started getting hot. Uh, this time again, they beat the Panthers uh, 40-20. Uh, Falcons now 4-9. Panthers, man oh man, fallen all the way to 5-8. What were the Panthers at one point in the season? Were they were they ever five and three? This they're five and eight. Man, they have had a massive collapse uh, this time, being shut out in the first and third quarters, only being able to put up two touchdowns, one in the second, one in the fourth. Of course, topped off with some field goals. Uh, the Falcons really moving the ball down the field. This offense is still good. The playmakers are good. I know they did just lose Calvin Ridley for the rest of the season with an abdominal injury. Still great players out there. Um, Matt, Matt Ryan, he, he's still a good quarterback. Devonta Freeman had a really good game on the ground, too, complimented by Brian or B.J. Hill. Brian Hill, I believe. Um, and then more so for the Panthers. I mean, a week after you fire your tenured head coach, Kyle Allen comes out, and he wasn't awful. He wasn't great. Took five sacks, threw two interceptions, uh, almost 300 passing yards, and a touchdown. But really, uh, the story is, and I feel bad for all those fantasy guys out there. I know I have them in one league. But man, Christian McCaffrey's uh, last few games have you a little worried for playoff time. He carried you the first eight, nine weeks. Now it seems if teams can just only, you know, if they could force Kyle Allen to pass, they got a good way of winning. So might as well shut down McCaffrey and force them to go through the air. Certainly didn't work for the Panthers this time around, falling to five and eight. A lot of changes coming this offseason for them, for the Falcons as well, you would assume so too, with their head coach and some key personnel on defense. Um but yeah, uh like like the last game, two teams that aren't going to be sniffing the postseason. Uh two teams that need to be looking toward draft position and uh free agents in the off But Falcons win forty to twenty over the Panthers. One of the games of the week, and not not you know, not not the game of the week. The game of the week we'll talk in a couple of minutes because boy oh boy that was the most fun of the season. That's the game of the season, but a really fun game up in Buffalo, uh, where the Ravens improved to eleven and two, six and one on the road, um, taking down the now nine and four Buffalo Bills, twenty four to seventeen. Slow slow first half. Uh, I think it was ten to six going into the break. Um, Buffalo came trudging along in the second half as, as Baltimore kept rattling off touchdowns. Buffalo scores the late one, goes for the two point conversion, and gets it. Uh, it's pulling with one possession left, but they were unable to close it down. Um, for the Ravens, continuing beating the hottest team in the league, uh, they're, they're beating just good team after good team, following up the 49ers, and with a win over the Bills uh before that you know they've taken down the seahawks they've taken down the patriots they've beaten beaten just about everybody they whooped the rams uh not to mention so they've gone through the gamut of talented teams this year and um some of them have been close like the last two weeks but other ones you know they blew out the patriots they destroyed the rams this is a very good football team and uh biggest biggest point of emphasis is the defense has been turning around in the last month um and and right now they're the best team in football um I, i i can't deny that for the bills they might be the third best team in the NFL. We'll talk about the Patriots in a little bit, but I'm really excited to see the Bills and Pats play up in Foxborough in a couple weeks. Now, I know it'll be probably a tough task for Buffalo, and I'm not going to say they're going to go in there and win, but um, I think that just the, the Bills have been playing good football. Now, Josh Allen didn't have a great day, 17-39. The completion percentage is a little rough, um, but this was a game, like I said, the Bills were going to play it close. They were going to control the time of possession. Devin Singletary, 17 carries, 89 yards. They had a team 104 yards on the ground. They were going to try and keep the ball in their hands. A couple guys came out. Dawson Knox with a big catch. Cole Beasley, of course, on that touchdown as well, too. Um, Really just one of those games where Buffalo wasn't going to go out there and put itself in a situation to lose. um, And, and, you know, turn doubt that Baltimore was just the better team. and, And they were able to... Um, move things on offense as well themselves didn't have a great day on the ground of course you know Ingram only going for 50 Lamar putting in 40 uh, but they're able to get some guys to the air of course hey, hey <clears throat> excuse me Hayden Hurst 61 yard touchdown was big key in there as well too uh, two very good teams in the AFC two teams that'll definitely be in the postseason um, and really for the Bills what it comes down to is being able to catch you know maybe a Houston in round one of the postseason and moving on to that second round because they're definitely better than the Houston Texans. Uh, Maybe they could catch Tennessee. That would be a really fun game. They played just a, God, I want to say they played early on in the season, maybe a week four, a week five. Good game there as well, too. Um, And then, yeah, just two very good teams. I'm excited to watch them in the playoffs. Very good, tough defenses. They're built for football in January, the way that they're physical up front. They've got good playmaking linebackers, hard-hitting secondaries. Of course, power run offenses behind dual threat quarterbacks. Two teams I'm looking forward to watching a lot more of. Uh, but the Ravens continuing to come out on top. Uh, they win this one 24-17. Won't need to spend as much time on some of these games that really didn't uh matter a ton. I want to focus on the more important, more fun games of week 13. Uh, so this next one will go to Cleveland, uh, where the Browns were able to take down the Bengals. Browns now 6-7. and seven. The Bengals back to their losing ways, down to 1-12. and 12. <sighs> You know, confusion questions in Cleveland now. Um, Odell potentially wanting out, wanting a team to come get him this offseason. You have to think, hey, yeah, he was excited to play with Jarvis, excited to play with Baker. He really didn't choose to come here, though, of course. Still has another year in his contract too, so it's not like he can go out in free agency. He's going to need another team to uh, make a bold move for him again, like this past uh, offseason. If he chooses to stay there, maybe he can catch the the Browns on the come up next year. Uh, should they should they continue to improve? But. Um this, this game doesn't matter. The Browns are a bad team that's feasting on a second-half schedule that is uh, is pretty easy to walk through. Now almost a 500 team for the Bengals. Uh, good job losing again. You do not want to miss uh, the chance, potentially, of losing Joe Burrow. Now, of course, teams that are toward that way, uh, you know, the Giants have Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, the Redskins drafted Dwayne Haskins. There are some teams down there that don't need a quarterback, but... Uh, they could pull off a massive trade haul for teams that are looking for a quarterback that might not be picking up that high, and you certainly want to wouldn't want to lose out to a, a Chargers team for trading up and getting him, or a Colts team, or a Buccaneers team. A lot of teams out there, so goodbye, the Bengals still getting that, holding on to that one win of the season, um, but this is a game I, I didn't pay much attention to, it had no real playoff implications, continues to be a messy season for the Browns and for the Bengals, keep losing on there uh, for... Broadway Joe. Next game that I guess matters a little bit, um, and really just the score, the Packers beating the Redskins 20-15, Packers moving to 10-3, Redskins falling to 3-10. Look, am I a little worried about the Packers? I guess recent string of games that have been pretty close against um, far worse teams, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you think about how they came out and looked awful against the Chargers and lost that game. They've had some other ones kind of slip through the cracks and ones be a little way too co- uh, close. And, of course, the Redskins here only losing by five. Green Bay only able to get six points in the final three quarters. Um, you know, you, you take a look at the the box score. Rodgers, 195, one touchdown. They Really, their their name of the game was to just run the time of possession and uh Control the ball, not score. Had 174 yards on the ground, uh, 134 by Aaron Jones. Um, I'm not giving up on the Packers. I still am a firm believer in Green Bay, but these are a little concerning when you think about, okay, the two other really great teams in the NFC both put up 40-plus points against each other. Um and, and meanwhile and, and both have good defenses, by the way. And meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers against the Redskins offense put up six points in forty five minutes. Um not ideal for the Green Bay Packers offense. I don't think it's it's got any problems to it. I'm just it's not all there and it's not all humming at the same time. Um and defensively I thought they did an okay job. They weren't great against the run. Uh, you know, the Redskins were able to get 120 on him. Dwayne Haskins, they were able to get to him four times. He had a you know, rough day as well, 2-1 interception, 16-27. Um, definitely not the most convincing win for Green Bay, but I'll take it. I still trust that when the playoff time comes, Aaron Rodgers is just going to turn into one bad mf and, and run through that NFC. So a little worried, but when it comes to playoff time, I'm, I'm not going to think about this game when I'm... Picking the Packers on how far they'll go. But uh, able to still escape with the win. Move to 10-3. and Get the two seed in the NFC because of the Saints' loss. Uh, they take this one 20-15. Now on to another game that really didn't matter a whole bunch. It mattered for the team that won that they won. But it wasn't really that close of a game. The Minnesota Vikings uh, beating the Detroit Lions 20-7. Vikings 9-4. Undefeated at home. The Detroit Lions, who were once, what, 3-1-1, 3-0-1. Uh, now, or no, maybe it was 2-0-1. They can't have been winless since that long. But anyways, they're 3-9-1 and one now, which uh, you lose your star quarterback, you lose your star running back, trade away one of your better secondary players uh, for, geez, what, a seventh-round pick. A lot of things have gone wrong for the, for, uh, the, the Lions this season. But uh, anyways, for the Vikings, kind of similar situation. Not a huge game on both ends of the field where you feel great about them. Now, Cousins did have a good game, very efficient. 24 or 30 for 242 and a touchdown uh, on the ground it's still there it's not as great as it was in the earlier weeks Dalvin Cook's a little banged up he did 18 for 62 and a score Uh, Madison put in 46 himself you know they're doing all this and they're slowly trying to get Adam Thielen back into the fold of things I'm not sure how long he is going to be out maybe they're just trying to make sure that he's as healthy as can be when the playoff time comes and as of right now, the Vikings are in uh, shape of missing the postseason. But it's creeping along there Or I'm a little worried that maybe, hey, the Rams are coming, they're 8-5, and five. they're one game behind. Maybe it comes to the point where you need to bring Adam Thielen back and kind of rush that in there so you can get that extra uh, weapon on offense because outside of Diggs 92 yards, I mean, you got 42 from Laquan Treadwell, C.J. Ham with 25, you had your tight ends a little bit, went to your running backs a little bit, um, but, you know, there's no doubt when Diggs and Phelan are out there, that's one of the better one-two combos in football, and I've said this for the Vikings, there's still a chance they blow this, 9-4. At the end of the day, I think the Rams just the Rams can turn things on and be hotter quicker, and I know they've got a tougher schedule than the Vikings do right now. I think the Vikings have one last game against Green Bay, that would be tough, but the Bears are still around there as well, too. Um, Not going to be a cakewalk for the Vikings. Now, the Rams have to play the 49ers again, um, and they do have some lighter opponents in there as well, too. But I would just be a little worried, a little worried if I'm Minnesota now. You've you've got a 9-4 record. Don't blow this because the Rams are still falling, are are right behind now. But took care of business against a bad team, uh, 20-7 victory over the Detroit Lions. Now on to the game of the week and one of my better picks of the week. I took the 49ers plus two and a half. I took them to win outright. Uh, made some good money off of them. Beating the New Orleans Saints 48-46. to 46, And this game had just about everything. Um, you know, it had remarkable plays. The George Kittle fourth and two conversion that he took for, God, what was it? 40-some 40, 40 yards. Face mask at the end as well, too, to, to lead up to the game-winning game, game field goal um, from... Excuse me, uh, Robbie Gold. You've got, I mean, just in the fourth quarter alone, you've got Kendrick Bourne touchdown. Uh, 49ers extend their lead to nine points. Then Michael Thomas comes back uh, with a 21-yard touchdown pass. Now the Saints only trail by two. Gold hits a field goal. 53 seconds left. Traquan Smith, 18-yard touchdown pass from Breeze. They don't get the two-point conversion. Gold comes back. All of those scores happened in the final nine minutes. Uh, There was a lot of offense. There were some good defensive plays in there as well, too. Um, I heard some people, and I was listening on Sunday Night Football, people were a little worried about what they saw from both of these defenses. I'm not. It's Sean Payton. It's Kyle Shanahan. It's great offense against great offense. Your defense isn't going to show up sometimes against the best offenses in football. Um, I would be more happy that our offense was able to keep it going for 60 full minutes than I was my defense not being able to make every single stop out there. Um, but great win for the 49ers. I always thought that they would regain that number one seed in the NFC um, after Seattle took it this past week, Uh, and I think Seattle is still probably another loss on that schedule there too uh, for the 49ers and for the Saints, uh, a good loss, and now you don't want to lose as the home favorite, and now you're you're giving up home field advantage for the playoffs, but it showed. I I was worried about the Saints and their offense being able to keep pace 49ers have a great front seven, and um, the, the Saints were able to hold up, were able to get things going in the passing game. The one thing I will say, uh, Alvin Kamara disappeared, as you can maybe hear the horn outside of my place. Someone is laying it on there. I think they're done. I wonder how much background noise you can hear. I live right across like a list of five or six bars, so I always wonder what you guys can pick up on it. but. Anyways, Alvin Kamara, just like Christian McCaffrey, tough week for you <laughs> The pick maybe second and third in uh, in your fantasy drafts as that horn continues to go. I'm just going to tune it out for now. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had a bad week, and then Kamara had 25 yards on the ground, only 18 yards through the air. Um, Otavius Murray did more with less touches. Not entirely worried about the rush attack, but uh, the 49ers did do a good job up front to to limit that. But mostly had to go through the air breeze pulling off 350 with five touchdowns very solid performance i have to give my hat tip my hat to uh, Drew Breeze i was a little uh critical of him this season i guess but but he but he did a good job um, both very great teams uh, both teams that we could expect to see in the NFC championship game one of these teams could very well be in the super bowl um, i really enjoyed watching these two play on sunday and hopefully we get it again 49ers come out on top this time 48 to 46 We'll go from that game to another dump. The New York Jets moving to 5-8. and eight. Think about that for a second. The New York Jets are one game worse than the Dallas Cowboys right now. Uh, they beat the Miami Dolphins 22-21. Uh, the Dolphins putting out seven field goals, not three touchdowns. They went the hard way. They wanted to score their points in increments of three. Seven field goals was all they had. The Jets had nothing in the first and third quarters. Had 16 in the second and, um, two field goals in the fourth, but one, uh, as time expires, um, man, uh, Brian Flores gave me one of the best, uh, coach reactions to this pass interference call, one that overturned and cost the Dolphins the game late. Um, Brian Flores was, was looked like he was ready to fight the referees as he was getting onto the field after the game. Uh, and, and I'm sure he had some good choice words after the game as well, too. Two very bad teams. Uh, the Dolphins can get further into their, their draft area where they're comfortable picking a Herbert or, you know, if they want to take a flyer on Tua, the Jets now five and eight, you know, you're winning meaningless games, but, uh, good for the culture, I guess. I'm still not an Adam Gase fan. I'm still not a huge Sam Darnold fan. Um, I think they're a dysfunctional franchise, but Hey, five and eight, that's improvement from last year. Um, but both of these teams are bad, but, uh. And, yeah, that's all, that's all I really got to say. Jets take it 22-21 over the Miami Dolphins. This was a fun one. Uh, moving on next to Houston, Texas, where the Texans, uh, fresh off their win over the New England Patriots, dropped, uh, laid a goose egg uh, in, against the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Broncos took this one 38-24. And, honestly, uh, it should have been way, 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 way more than that. The Texans piled on two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. At one point, it was 38-10. to 10. Uh, Drew Locke came out, guns a blazing. Great second start for him, 22-27 for 309, three touchdowns. Did have an interception out there, but um, look, I, I like the the playmakers. There are a lot of teams on there. That I think the young core on offense is is very exciting. I like Drew Locke. Uh, he was my, what, second-graded quarterback coming out of this draft class? Second or third? Third, I'll have to go back and check. I'm pretty sure it was my second behind Kyler. Um, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman is at least a fun duo. It's not a great duo, but they're both young guys that are uh, provide different, you know, tangible uh, pieces to that run offense. Then you've got guys like Noah Fant. You've got Corland Sutton. There are some fun guys to watch in the passing game as well too. Um, and on the defense, they got Vic Fangio and they got studs out there. Uh, back into the defense, still a little scary. Still got to fix that up, but I enjoy this Broncos team. They're kind of fun to watch, and, and they, they piled it on the Texans, and this is what I said about the Texans. They're frauds. If you can sack Deshaun Watson, if you can keep pace on offense, you're going to beat the Houston Texans, and uh, Watson was sacked three times. He threw two interceptions, um, and, and this is, you know, he had a good game as well, too. He threw for 292. DeAndre Hopkins had 120 and a touchdown. Carlos Hyde had 73 on the ground. Deshaun Watson added 44 on the ground. They had a good offensive game, but when you can't keep Deshaun Watson upright throughout the game and he was knocked down a bunch, he got sacked three times, threw two interceptions, uh, you're not going to win those games. Bill O'Brien isn't a good enough coach to where he's going to go out there and uh, and kind of mask some offensive problems or, or keep pace with another offense that's going out there uh, drive after drive and putting up points. He's just not that kind of guy. Uh, the offensive line is crap. The defense isn't great. To me, I'm at a point I'd much rather see Tennessee in the way they're playing uh, win that division. I, I wouldn't say that Houston doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. they got a good team, and Deshaun Watson is a great player. Uh, but for home field advantage and for the purpose of who I think is a better team, and we'll get to see them play twice in the next three weeks. So that'll say it there too. But uh, but yeah, big, big uh, games coming up for the AFC South division title. Um Texans really fall flat in this one after after beating the Patriots, losing 38-24 to the now 5-8 Denver Broncos. Now this one I just got completely wrong. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers improving to 5-8, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 45-10. Jaguars now 4-9 on the year. Uh, I thought this would be a Jaguars win. I thought that the Chargers... I, not to, not to say that I felt super confident about it. They're two awful teams. It could have gone either way, uh, but just with with the way that they're playing, getting Gardner Minshew back in there, the Chargers finding any which way possible to lose a game, I really thought that they were gonna blow it. And uh, they came out right from the start. We're up 24 to three at the half, and I knew it was it was dead at that point uh chargers blowing out the jaguars this is another situation don't want to spend too much time talking on it two bad teams doesn't affect the postseason both teams will go into the offseason worry about their draft stock the future of philip rivers what are the jaguars going to do with falls making 88 million gardner Minshew in there as a as a decent you know quarterback for being a six round pick and he, he was good you know he's not a real downfield type guy completions are pretty short you look at 24 37 you would think okay maybe 250 275 no 162 doesn't do uh, too much for deep balls a lot of checkdowns in there um you know they got problems in the run game too leonard fournette just isn't that dude uh put 15 carries for 50 yards i like the young receivers in chark and westbrook Keelan cole as well too um i don't know for jacksonville and maybe i ought to talk about them more on thursday it's weird to think Less than two years ago, they were in the AFC Championship game. And they fell so far back so quickly to being a 4-9 team uh, through 13 weeks of football just two seasons later. Uh, It really is. um, Maybe I want to take a look at what necessarily went wrong there. And it's not because they moved on from Blake Bortles. It is not. Blake Bortles is a bad quarterback. But uh, Chargers blow them out. This is, uh, I think, the third or fourth straight massive blowout by the Jaguars. Uh, they lose this time to the Chargers, forty-five to ten. On to uh, one of the hottest teams in football, the Tennessee Titans, led by Ryan Tannehill, who threw three touchdowns again today, uh, beating the Oakland Raiders, doubling them up, forty-two to twenty-one. Titans eight and five, Raiders falling to six and seven, virtually, uh, you know, tossing away their playoff hopes. Titans, they're just they're they're. A they're just a different team with Ryan Tannehill, who, by the way, Ryan Tannehill, he's he's Tennessee's quarterback. We're at the point now. You don't need to. I I was thinking Tennessee when they were with Mariota and they were four and four. I was like, okay, they'll maybe get a Tua if he fell. Maybe they'll get a, a Jordan Love type of quarterback, a Jacob Eason, um, one of the quarterbacks maybe toward the middle to end of the first round. But look, Ryan Tannehill's their guy. They should work to extend him, and I'm not sure how much it's going to cost. It, it shouldn't cost a lot because it is a small sample size, but Ryan Tanhill went out there. And yes, the Raiders' defense isn't great, but 21-27 to 27 for 391, three touchdowns, didn't take a sack, uh, put 19 yards on the ground as well, too, nothing, nothing massive, couple scrambles in there, but the offense just functions with him. It's got a downfield attack. Marcus Mariota, have you heard a damn thing about Marcus Mariota in the last six weeks? They are so far removed from him in such a short amount of time. He was their franchise guy. He was their number two pick. That's how good Ryan Tannehill has been, how much of an upgrade he has been. Uh, And if I'm the Titans, you struck gold. Um, I I saw something on Twitter that people thought that for all these years that Ryan Tannehill was the one holding Adam Gase back. And uh, we look at where they're at in 2019, it seems to be the opposite way. Ryan Tannehill has been a massive upgrade for the Titans. They're one of the hotter teams in football. Good defense, good coach. Average offensive line with good young skill players and a quarterback that is playing aggressive. I like where the Titans are at Um, now. If in terms of ranking them in the AFC teams, I'd probably put them still right down around that fourth team. Um, If I uh, fourth or fifth, you know they played Buffalo early in the season. Buffalo was able to come out in a close one, Um, and you would think that you know now they'd be a little bit better. But I'd still you know go Baltimore, Kansas City now. New England, Buffalo and Tennessee, but Tennessee is a good team. I'd still take them over the Texans. Of course they showed what they did against the the Raiders uh, who were still you know in that playoff hunt but um, but man, really excited for the Titans. really excited they take this one 42 to 21 over the Oakland Raiders. All right we got four games left. Uh, this one I guess you could consider it you know one of the you know, it was America's game of the week. it really wasn't all that amazing of a game the Kansas City Chiefs after losing twice to the New England Patriots last year uh taking this one 23 to 16 beating the Patriots Chiefs now 9 and 4 Patriots 10 and 3 still holding on to that first round bye they got to be careful though they got Buffalo coming up in a few weeks um look was i did i leave this game feeling great about both, uh, either team no not really I was a little worried that the Chiefs were only able to put up 3 points in the second half Um, You know, it was one quick burst of 17 points in the second quarter. But aside from that, six points uh, in, you know, those other 45 minutes. And now for the Patriots, I I came to you all on Friday and I said that this was the team that the Patriots are organized to beat. Um, And that that the secondary marked in with the the passing game and the Chiefs' lack of defensive talent would kind of uh, play into the Patriots' favor. And it just simply didn't. They couldn't get enough going on offense. Some some Chiefs players, I'll give them credit, stood up on defense. They they played better. Rashad Breeland had a great game. Chris Jones, all the guys were were in Tom Brady's face all day. Um, but man, I, I can't say I feel overly great about either of these teams um, coming into the into the postseason. And you know, we saw just a couple weeks ago the Chiefs lose one of the Titans. You know, the Bills played the Patriots close earlier this year. They have them again in a couple weeks. These two teams, I'm just, I don't feel great about them. And um, if you if you ask me who I feel more comfortable about, you know, in terms of talent, I go with the Chiefs. In terms of personnel and coaching staff, I'm going to go with the Patriots just because they're more battle-tested in, in, in January football, I guess. Um, but takeaways from the game for the Chiefs, a little worried that all you were able to do was put up six points in 45 minutes and then have a couple touchdowns in the second quarter. Um you know, Pat Mahomes is dealing with a it seems like a hand injury. If I if I read that correctly, um, still just isn't isn't clicking as well as it did last year. And for the Patriots, it's 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 the offense. I mean, there's just nothing going. There's no trust in the receivers. If you double Julian Edelman all day, none of these other guys can get open. So that's the name of the game for defenses now. Just double Julian Edelman, double him out of the slot, double him on the outside. And, uh, and, and trust your other guys to hold up against these uh, less superior talents at receiver. Sonny Michel was a whiff. They don't have an established power run game, which is what they came into the season wanting to do. Uh, their defense can't hold teams to, to 15 points If the Patriots can only put up 16, it's just not the way it's going to happen this year. Um, I've officially fallen off of the Patriots bandwagon, which obviously means a month from now, they will be in the AFC title game, making their way to the Super Bowl, because it just always happens. But now I can officially say after three losses to the Texans, the Ravens, and the Chiefs in the last month or so, uh, I am falling off of the Patriots bandwagon, believing that, you know, they're battle-tested and and can hang in. I'm a little bit worried, Uh, but Chiefs take it. 23-16, 21 to 23-16, to but I don't feel great about either team. On to another AFC team that I really don't have a lot of trust in, if we're just talking about the Chiefs and the Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to get a win. They're 8-5. They beat the Cardinals 23-17. Uh, Cardinals now 3-9-1. And, um, and you take a look up and down, and it's not anything great. Devlin Hodges, 16-19 efficient, but 152. He took three sacks. Uh, I can't name you these running backs. K White. I I can give you Benny Snell Jr. Um, But they had a lot of guys out there that were able to put, I guess, 140 yards on the ground. And, And look, this is a Cardinals defense that is getting torched by everybody. So for the fact that the Steelers were able to put up 23 points, and you know they were efficient, they didn't turn the ball over, they got the ground game going. Good, that's what you're supposed to do against Arizona. Actually, what you're supposed to do is dominate them. And the fact that uh, they really couldn't get much going. Oh wow, Kyler Murray is giving them multiple, multiple chances to put points up on the board with his uh, three interceptions and five sacks. Um, I just don't trust this offense. I don't want to watch them in the playoffs. I'll say this every episode. Until until hopefully they fall out and are replaced by the Titans, um, or or the Texans, you know whoever ends up winning, not winning the AFC South. I just don't want to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Nothing excites me about their team. Hats off to Mike Tomlin. They're an eight and five team with one of the worst offenses I've ever watched. But this team just doesn't excite me. Um, and for the Cardinals, you know, rough game, really tough defense that you have to play. Kyler still completed. You know, two-thirds of his passes, had 200 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the three interceptions and the five sacks is kind of just what you you deal with against a really good defense, uh, especially when you have a bad offensive line. So Cardinals, bad team. Steelers, to me, a bad offense, but they're well coached and a good defense. Still don't want to see them in the playoffs. Uh, they win here 23-17. to And then this is, this is my money money. This is my money money right here. I told you this was going to happen. My money pick of the week, the Los Angeles Rams uh, shellacking the Seattle Seahawks 28-12. The Seahawks falling to 10-3, back into that wildcard spot. The Rams 8-5, still just right outside of the postseason for Minnesota. This is what the Rams offense should look like. I know we are getting early parts of the season. We were worried about Todd Gurley's knee. We wanted to preserve him for the end of the season. We're at the end of the season, so let's feed him the damn ball. 23 carries, 80 yards and a touchdown, also added in four catches for 34 yards, along of 20 on there as well, too. So not not insane numbers, but as a team on the ground, that also opened up stuff for the, the end-arounds with Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds. Malcolm Brown had 21 yards and a touchdown. As a team, 162 yards on the ground. You know, you take a look at the 49ers. Yes, they've got guys like Garoppolo that can get it to Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, but where do they win their games? On the ground. You know, the Mostert, Coleman, Breida. That's where it all starts right there. The end-arounds with Debo. Just like them, the Rams need to get going on the ground. And they did it today. Um, and, and, you know, Goff had a decent game, 22-31 for 300. Uh, two touchdowns, did throw two interceptions, one of which was a pick six. Um, but look, man, I just... I, I, I just felt really comfortable about this because I know that the Seahawks... Their luck can't continue forever. All the one-possession games, all the narrow victories. You knew at one point the luck was going to run out. The Rams were the more desperate team, and uh, they were the smarter team. They, they game plan extremely well against Seattle. Seattle really is one of those teams that... Still today in 2019 is one of the more conservative offenses in the game. You know there were a couple fourth and shorts they chose to not go for, and then you know you get into a fourth and six and they're going for it. They they just make questionable calls. Doesn't seem like they're too deep into the analytics department uh, of things in in football and so for the Seahawks. Look, I my preseason prediction I said they were going to be nine and seven uh, and that they were going to just miss the playoffs and and now they're here. They're ten and three. They are going to at least get that five, one of the wild card spots. But it's just such a lucky team. I mean, this season, it's been so many lucky wins that when it comes to the playoff time, yeah, they might be able to beat the Cowboys if they get the five seed Cowboys of the four. But beyond that, I do not trust them among the likes of the Rams. I don't trust them against the Packers or the Saints or, or the 49ers or, or even the Vikings to this point. I know they were able to beat them out there, um, but I just it's so many fluky wins again and again and again. I don't trust it long term and for the Rams, get them hot now. They're hot now. Eleven and five isn't that far away. They could still be eleven and five. It's it's not impossible. Now most likely it's a ten and six finish, um, and maybe they're able to slide in there over the Minnesota Vikings. But just watch out because this team's got a it's got a lot of star players. It's got a good head coach. Problems on the offensive line. a Little scatterbrain on defense at times. And, and and of course Jared Goff needs to be playing in good weather and he needs to be playing with protection. But if those things can happen, this is a scary team, and I'm not gonna say they're gonna go on this massive run. But if they can creep into the playoffs, you gotta watch out because they just went through it last season. They've been in the playoffs a couple years in a row now. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to see them. I, I I would rather, if I'm an opponent, I would rather see Minnesota. I'd rather see Seattle. I definitely would rather see Dallas uh, over the Los Angeles Rams at this point. And I think they're they're finally getting started. And it starts in that run game. So uh, they were able to. Easily take care of the Seahawks, who just looked uh, anemic on offense. Uh, zero touchdowns on offense. Uh, Russell Wilson sacked five times through an interception. Just awful offensive performance from the Seahawks. Rams win 28-12. to And last but not least, we have the Monday night special. Of the Philadelphia Eagles storming back in the second half, outscoring the Giants, what, 20 to nothing from the third quarter on, taking down New York. 23 to 17 Eagles now six and seven essentially tied for the NFC East and the Giants falling to two and 11 almost had him there Eli Manning uh, up 17 to three into the break up 1710 into the fourth quarter and then of course the Eagles able to muster up uh, a comeback to push through um, pretty unfortunate for for Eli I was you know, Really rooting for him to at least get that above 500 record. Now he's below. Not sure how many weeks he's going to be around to finish out the season. Not sure really the extent of the Daniel Jones injury. But nevertheless, uh, I I was really pulling for Eli to get that one. He's dealt with a lot of crap this year, of course. No longer uh, the the guy in New York. People were excited for him to come back. And he had his family there. Um, So pretty unfortunate to see that happen. And for the Eagles, look, you're in the playoff hunt. You're right around being the four seed in the NFC, which is amazing. It seems like it's going to come down to that Week 16 matchup between the Cowboys, whoever wins that one, Uh, moves into the postseason. To me, I give the edge to Dallas. I think that they're just the slightly better team, a better just roster up and down. Um, and, And not to say that either coaching staff is good by any means, but I do think that what we've seen from Kellen Moore this year at least a little bit makes me feel good, where Doug Peterson... You know, he doesn't have much, uh, a lot to deal with on the offensive side of things, but his offense has looked pretty crap. Um, Eagles finished the game, I think, with two healthy wide receivers. So Uh, Long game, took a while, (laughs) not a lot happened. Um, Giants really storming out to that early lead. Darius Slayton, good rookie wide receiver there, too. Um, I I like their young weapons. Uh, And and for the Giants, they're at a point where it's just, okay, we're going to get Chase Young. Just take Chase Young, second overall pick. And, uh, and and get your franchise guy at the edge and and go from there. Um, but yeah Eagles take this still in the playoff hunt surprisingly at six and seven uh, they are 20 they win this one 23 to 17.. And that'll wrap it up for week 14 in the NFL season. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday, December 11th, with my updated power rankings. Um, just a couple heads up. Patriots are going to continue to fall. Raven's still going to be my number one. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll take a look at all of that. Thursday, we'll come with some league-wide topics. Um, Friday, we'll head into to gambling just to, just to take a look at what we did betting-wise. And let me just pull it up right now. It was another winning week, both straight up and against the spread. Um, I think I did, I actually, this is one of the few weeks I did better against the spread than I did picking games. I uh, want bold in a couple of ones like picking the dolphins over the jets, picking the Jags over the chargers, but, um, good, good weeks uh, again. And so we'll continue that in a week 15 through the rest of the season. And of course we'll round it back next Monday, finally doing a college football episode because I know, uh, I tried doing it yesterday, but you know food poisoning that'll get you so uh thank you guys so much for listening go head over and follow me on twitter at blake andrew pace for all of my online content make sure to like and subscribe to the show uh leave a five star review tell me what you like about it and uh and yeah thank you guys so much again my name is blake pace you're listening to quick hits and i'll see you tomorrow